0: Hello and welcome to the first 2019 episode of the Big Recon on Sports Podcast. I'm your host, I'm the Big Recon, and I want to apologize to all the listeners out there as to why I haven't been on in a while. I did the college football New Year's 6 preview on the 21st in a live Facebook event and proceeded to throw my back out. So I've been uh, recovering and now I'm back in in the chair ready to bring you the first episode of the new year. And happy new year to all those out there listening. So tonight we are going to do a year in review episode. And we're going to start right at the very beginning, go from January all the way down through just a couple weeks ago, which doesn't seem possible that 2018 has come and gone already. And we're going to go through a lot of the big stories in last year's sports landscape. Uh, if I leave anything out of note that anyone didn't hear, as always, you can comment in the different ways I'll give you at the end of the uh, end of the episode. And I'll address them and answer any questions anyone has. So let's kick it off and let's start back in January of 2018 where the first major sporting event was the college football playoff. Now everyone knows from listening to the other episodes how I feel about the University of Alabama. Let me be very clear about this. My issue is not with the coach. My issue is not with the school or the players. My issue is with the media bias that comes out of especially... ESPN, when it comes to this team, the Alabama Crimson Tide won the national title last year in a comeback win against Georgia. And Georgia blew a two score lead when Alabama went to their bench and replaced Jalen Hurts with Tuatuga Viola. And Alabama wins the national championship in overtime 26 23 to cement the sixth. National title for Nick Saban, his fifth at Alabama, including the one at LSU. My issue with last year's playoff was you let in a team that played one good game all year, and they lost that game, and they did not qualify for their conference championship, but you let them in the playoff. And now Nick Saban has two championships that he didn't have an SEC flag to go with it. I personally think there's something wrong with that, but that's just me. But in the wintertime, the bigger story, other than the one college game that happened in January because of when they decided to play the rest of the playoff, was the NFL playoffs. And going into last year's NFL playoffs, the Philadelphia Eagles and the New England Patriots both secured the number one seeds in their respective conferences and looked to be on a collision course to play in the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl that was happening in Minnesota. Thank God it was in indoor stadium. So both conference championship games were okay. Not great, but okay. But the big games were in the divisional round. You have the Minnesota Miracle. With that blown tackle or coverage, however you want to look at it. And Minnesota wins their first home playoff game in forever. To go to the conference championship game. And give us the chance to see the first ever team to play in a Super Bowl in their home building. On the AFC side... Jacksonville dismantled Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh to secure a berth in the AFC Championship game in New England. Well, New England held home field throughout the playoffs as they have most of the time that they've been in in their recent run. And for the 10th time in the eighth since Tom Brady took over for Drew Bledsoe, the New England Patriots secured an AFC Championship win at home. The Eagles won the NFC for the third time in their franchise history as they routed Minnesota. And as cool as it was to see Philly win and go to the Super Bowl, especially with a backup quarterback, it would have been a lot cooler, in my opinion, to see a team play in their home stadium for a chance to bring their fans a Lombardi trophy they have so long wanted. So on the 2nd last weekend in January... It's Pats and Philly for the Lombardi Trophy. So that fast forwards to February. And of course now with the season starting a week later, the first weekend of February is the Super Bowl. And that was Super Bowl 52 for Minnesota, Philadelphia, and New England. Where the two big words that came out of that Super Bowl were Philly Philly. The Philly special, right toward the end of the first half, that puts Philadelphia up, and they have a great last-minute drive by Nick Foles to give Philadelphia their first Super Bowl championship ever and gives Nick Foles a Super Bowl MVP. And he was the first backup, and I, when I say backup, I mean guy who started the year as backup, to win the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl MVP since Tom Brady all those years ago after they beat the Los, the Los Angeles. Wow, the St. Louis Rams. So the next big thing in the sports world was the NBA trade deadline. And just a few days after Philly won the Super Bowl, and you had that great parade in Philadelphia with, um, I think he was an offensive lineman wearing like the Jester's costume, which was just so cool. Uh, The NBA trade deadline took center stage. And after a summer overhaul, my Cleveland Cavaliers underwent another one. In one quick flurry of moves, the Cavaliers traded Dwayne Wade, Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Iman Shumpert, Channing Fry, and Derrick Rose. In return for all the wheeling and dealing they did, new GM Kobe Altman received draft picks, George Hill, Rodney Hood, Jordan Clarkson, and the jersey I received for Christmas, the hometown hero, in my opinion, Larry Nance Jr., who, very shortly after he rejoined the Cleveland Cavaliers, the NBA allowed the Cavs to unretire his father's jersey and allow him to wear it. Now, Nance, 22 will hang in the Rathers at the queue for all time, but it's really cool to have seen his reaction to being allowed to wear the number he wore his whole life and to wear it in Cleveland, where not many people remember this. Larry Nance Jr. was born in Cleveland. His parents still live in the Cleveland area. When he was told he was being traded and he told his father, he simply said, I'm coming home. Sounds like somebody else. Altman knew he needed to remake the roster and put some more athletes and more shooters around LeBron so the Cleveland Cavaliers could take a shot at their fourth consecutive Eastern Conference title come playoff time. And just after the NBA trade deadline came the greatest day in any winter. Pitchers and catchers. Where the spring starts in the dark of winter. And this sports fan becomes a happier person when he sees his Mets walk into Port St. Lucie. February's a quick month, so we only had a couple of quick things to talk about. Which brings us to March, and of course when you think of March, you think of March Madness. This is one of the greatest sporting events ever thought of, and especially with the expansion over the years. Not only with just the gambling aspect, which unfortunately is very prevalent, but also with the intrigue. With the fun you have with your friends, you do the bracket, you get to make fun of people who don't know how to pick games. The four number one seeds in last year's tournament, Villanova, Villanova, Virginia, Xavier, and Kansas all went in as a big favorites to make it to the final four. Of course, Duke, Michigan State, my Buckeyes, who I always ro- roll with, all of them were also in this tournament as higher seeds and looked to make their mark on last year's tournament. The big upsets in the bracket, number nine Florida State beating number one Xavier in round two number 13, Marshall, beating Wichita State in round one. UNC losing in round two to number seven, Texas A&M, and Loyola, Chicago, a number 11 seed, getting all the way to the final four. Well, Cinderella's run ended in the national semifinal with a loss to Michigan. Oh, that hurt. Villanova took care of number one, Kansas, on the other side of the bracket and set up a showdown with the Wolverines for the national title. And in that national final... Villanova won by 17 points to bring home a national championship. So we get to April, and really the last weekend in March, but really April. It's the month of rebirth. It's the month of renewal. And it's the month that the Major League Baseball season kicked off. With opening day actually on March 29th, the stories that popped out right away in baseball were pretty interesting. On my own Interest. The New York Mets wrote a nine-game winning streak to the best start in franchise history under new manager Mickey Calloway. Calloway, of course, was the pitching coach for the Cleveland Indians, who took the Chicago Cubs to the extra innings of Game 7 of the World Series in 2016, and in 2017 made another run to the playoffs, including a 22-game winning streak which broke the all-time record set by Oakland in the Moneyball year of 2001. Atlanta's two rookies, Ronald Acuna Jr., who wasn't up the first week of the season but up very quickly after that, and Ozzie Albee started out hot and showed Atlanta was going to be for real. The Cleveland Indians got out of the gate and showed a third straight Central title was going to happen. The Yale Central was very weak last year, but the Indians made sure from the beginning of the year they put their stamp on the division. Houston began their defense of their first championship by winning in bunches starting in April. April may be the rebirth of the baseball season, but it is also a time to start crowning a champion in the NBA. As the NBA playoffs opened, two things were the top story arc in the Eastern Conference. The Boston Celtics would be without Kyrie Irving, who was their big acquisition in the offseason from the Cavaliers, for their entire playoff run as he had the surgery that he had threatened the Cavs he would sit out all season with. And the second question was after playing all 82 games, and being the only force his team had for the majority of the season, could LeBron James and basically a cast of characters win Cleveland's fourth consecutive Eastern Conference championship and then possibly challenge the Golden State Warriors? So the NBA playoff back brackets feature two game, seven games series in round one, one of them being Cleveland and Indiana, which LeBron hitting buzzer beaters to win games. Cleveland got blown out in Game 6 in Indiana, came home and won by 3 in Game 7 to send them to the second round against Toronto. As April closed, the NBA Finals were going to their second month, as did baseball, but something else happened in April. April is also the month of the NFL draft, where guys who the month before had gone in t-shirts and shorts and thrown footballs and caught and run 40-yard dashes because, you know, that's what you do when you play football. All their hard work would come to fruition. And in words that everybody in my other hometown will never forget, Roger Goodell said this. With the first pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield, quarterback, Oklahoma. And with that... Cleveland Browns fans were kind of mixed on the uh, the pick. A lot of people wanted Sam Darnold. A lot of people thought that he was going to be the best quarterback coming out. Personally, I didn't think it mattered if the Browns took Darnold or Mayfield. I didn't think either guy was going to play in Cleveland. We'll come to find out later on in this episode. I was wrong. So the NBA... And MLB entered their second full full month of action. NBA, of course, with the playoffs and MLB with their regular season. As May dawned, the Cleveland Cavaliers continued their march to their fourth consecutive Eastern Conference championship as they dismantled the Toronto Raptors. And when I say dismantled, this was a four-game sweep that mentally the Cavs won when the ball went up for game one. It was eerie. I watched all four games... Um, here at home, and I can honestly tell you I have never seen a basketball team so taken out of their own game as I did watching these two two teams play. It's almost like all the Cavs had to do because LeBron was on the team was throw the sneakers on the gym floor, and they were going to win. The icing on the cake and what I would call the dagger in the heart was a running-corner, banked, one-handed, one-legged shot LeBron hit to end Game 3 and effectively end the series. That four-game sweep set up a second consecutive rem- a second consecutive matchup with the Boston Celtics for the right to represent the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals. On the other side of the league, the Golden State Warriors got through the first two rounds pretty easily. Um, They swept one and lost one game in the other. And then they ran into the Houston Rockets. And once again, for the umpteenth time in this run that the Golden State Warriors have been on that no one talks about, is the Warriors got very, very lucky on the injury front. Chris Paul missed the last two games of the series. After Houston took a three games to two lead, it can be argued that if Chris Paul was there to play, Houston would have played Cleveland for the NBA championship. We don't know what What would have happened at that point. We don't know if the Cavs would have won that series. And we also don't know if Houston would have been as tough as an out as Golden State was. So, Warriors go seven games against Houston. They win the series. Cavs also went seven games against the Celtics. And the difference was, the Celtics had home court in that series. And in a game seven in Boston the only game Boston lost in Boston all-playoff, LeBron James brought Cleveland his fourth, their fourth consecutive Eastern Conference Championship and set down the fourth straight meeting of the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals. With baseball in May, believe it or not, pennant races started to heat up. The AL East from day one was a two-team race between the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. Now, here's a killer. Later on in the summer, Tampa would get into it, but you knew these were the two teams that were going to fight for it all season long. Cleveland ran away and hid from the AL Central. And Houston and Oakland, of all teams, which everybody thought was going to be the Mariners last year, started to duke it out for the Western Division Championship. In what seemed like a throwback to 15, 20 years ago, the Philadelphia Phillies and the Atlanta Braves started duking it out for the NL East starting in May. The Cubs held on to the Central, while out West, colorado it looked like Colorado was going to unseat the Dodgers. Well, we'll find out later in the year. Another team got into it in the Central, and another team got into it in the West. So up comes the month of June. And what happens in June but the buds bloom. But also an NBA champion was crowned. And the Cavs didn't have enough. They were swept by the Golden State Warriors, who won their second consecutive title since losing a 3-1 lead in the 2016 finals. Uh, J.R. Smith, unfortunately, will forever live in infamy for what happened at the end of Game 1. And a 51-point phenomenal effort from LeBron James would go unrewarded Uh, I don't just blame JR for the end of that game the coaching staff knew they had a timeout and they didn't take it June also showed the baseball world that something else was going to happen June is the month that Jacob DeGrom started his march toward proving that wins were overrated see the Met offense was a borderline putrid last year For much of May and June, Uh, because what no one remembered, and I brought up a couple episodes ago, the New York Mets had the best record in the National League East from July 1st on. They just dug themselves such a hole in May and June that they couldn't get out of it. But he began his march toward a Cy Young Award. And people kept saying, oh, he's not winning enough games, he's not winning enough games. It was something that captivated all Met fans starting in June and until the end of the season. And then we get to the month of July. And July is great because baseball is the only thing going. ESPN and Fox will say, oh, there's OTAs and there's this in the NFL. No, baseball is what's going on. And the crown jewel of the summer is the MLB All-Star Game, which this year was in Washington, D.C. And all the game's brightest stars gathered in the nation's capital where hometown hero Bryce Harper wins a home run derby and the AL beat the NL for the umpteenth time in so many years. Alex Bregman of the Houston Astros was named game MVP and it was finally an exhibition where players were having fun again. They had fun in Miami, but there was still the glare of it deciding who got home field in the World Series uh, in 2017 as well. You saw things like players having the microphone on in the outfield. Mike Trout was hysterical. Um, You had players taking selfies with other players and umpires. And it was a wonderful, wonderful night to watch baseball. And then came the day that all fans of basketball in Cleveland feared. And on July the 1st with an Instagram post. LeBron James announced that he would be signing with the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron signed a four-year contract with no opt-outs. It is the longest contract he signed other than his rookie deal and his deal in Miami. Cavs fans were were left wondering, where do we go next? Shortly after LeBron signed, Cleveland made a commitment to Kevin Love. Uh, They had drafted... Colin Sexton out of Alabama with their first-round pick in the NBA draft. And they had played well in Summer League, but it wasn't the same. The King had decided to move on. Kawhi Leonard forced his way out of San Antonio. And the rich got richer when Boogie Cousins decided to hang his hat on the Golden State Warriors, even though he's not going to make his season debut until I believe it's going to be sometime in the next week or so. this is now a team that will have a full all-star roster on their starting lineup. NBA is not worth it. August became the milestone month. Why? Because in August I started the show. Something that I've been thinking about for a very long time. And uh, I will go into a few other things at the end of the episode, but Um, I started the show and I began to enjoy talking about sports and giving my opinions on things and for other people to hear them. I pay very close attention to this stuff. It's not something I take lightly and I hope the people who are listening have enjoyed so far. Other than that, the really big story coming out of August, besides the baseball pennant races and who's going to win this and who's going to do what, um, was the Urban Meyer-Zach Smith story. Uh, that story ended up with Urban Meyer serving a three-game suspension at the beginning of the season, and Ryan Day being the interim head coach. Um, it tarnished the reputation and the um, and the aura of Urban Meyer. Part of it was definitely warranted, and there was a big part of it that was not. Um, that's the only opinion I'll give on this. So as baseball season started to wind down, you started to see guys separating themselves in the awards races and in the pennant races. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the Milwaukee Brewers decided they were going to go after the National League Central, making a waiver deal for Gio Gonzalez to shore up their pitching. And Kristen Yelich decided, you know what? I'm going to show Derek Jeter why he should have never traded me for a dumpster fire. And then we hit September. Now, September, the NFL season starts over again. College football started the final weekend of August, going into Labor Day, and the MLB season wraps itself up. Green Day's got a great song, Wake Me Up When September Ends. September was a fun month. Ohio State opened its season with record-setting wins against Oregon State and Rutgers and Tulane and TCU and played great throughout the month of September. The NFL started, and we saw things... We didn't expect to see. We saw a competitive Cleveland Browns team on the field on opening week against the Pittsburgh Steelers and play to a tie. So for the first time since Christmas Eve 2016, the Cleveland Browns did not lose a game. They didn't win, but they didn't lose. As the MLB season wrapped up, we had to say goodbye to several players from Major League Baseball. Joe Maurer. Played his final game in Minnesota, where he played every game of his career. And in the ninth inning of that final day, he came out of the dugout in his catching equipment. Something he had not done in a very long time. Adrian Beltre decided to hang him up. And there goes one of the greatest bromances in baseball history between him and also uh, Freddie Garcia. Not Freddie Garcia, excuse me. Felix Hernandez. Wow. And Felix Hernandez from Seattle. Uh Victor Martinez with Detroit decided it was his final season as well and hung up the the cleats on a career that, had he stayed behind the plate, maybe could have rivaled some of the better offensive catchers of all time. Well, he became a DH very early in his career, and that's where he ended up. And of course, the one that hit me the hardest on September 29th, David Wright played his final game as a member of the New York Mets. And that night was um, was very tough for me. This is the franchise that has marked my entire life. It is the only fandom I have never, ever wavered on. And to lose a cornerstone like that brought Met fans to a point we just didn't know what to do for a while. But September brought something else. On September 20th, 2018, the Baker-Mayfield era began in Cleveland. And the Cleveland Browns beat the New York Jets, winning a game for the first time since 2016. And October was the month to remember The new NBA season started with new faces all over LeBron in LA, Kawhi in Toronto. But October is great because of the baseball playoffs, and the 108 win Red Sox had the number one seed in the AL, and the out of nowhere Milwaukee Brewers had the number one seed in the NL. We had two game 163s between Milwaukee and Chicago and the Dodgers in Colorado. Milwaukee beating the Cubs to win the NL NL Central, and the Dodgers beating Colorado to win the NL West. The Red Sox took care of their arch-rival Yankees in the ALDS and the defending Astros on their way to the AL pennant. The Dodgers beat Atlanta in four and then were taken to seven games by that upstart Milwaukee team to get back to their second consecutive World Series. The World Series was an amazing, amazing series. It only went five games, and Game 3 was an 18-inning longest game in baseball history affair. But at the end of Game 5, Chris Sale struck out Manny Machado and the Boston Red Sox won their fourth Title since 2004. The month of November is the month where champions are made in college football. And the biggest highlight was November 24th, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. The 115th playing of the game between Ohio State and Michigan. The number two offense in the country against the number one defense. Ohio State wins that game 62-39, scoring the most points in the history of the game. Dwayne Haskins set the Big Ten records for passing yards and passing touchdowns in a single season. As teased before, Jacob deGrom runs away with the 2018 NL Cy Young Award, proving that wins may be dead. Blake Snell of Tampa Bay wins the AL Cy Young after winning 20 games. Ronald Acuna Jr. becomes the first Brave since Craig Kimbrell in 2011 to win the Rookie of the Year and Shohei Ohtani lived up to the hype and wins the AL Rookie of the Year in a landslide. Mookie Betts and Christian Yelich win the MVP awards as all-around phenomenal seasons gave them each league's top honor. December started with College Football Conference Championship weekend and me spending money. Predictably, the favorites in each game won. Scarily, For the second time in 11 months, Georgia blew a multi-score lead against Alabama and lost the SEC championship game. Ohio State put up 45 points on a very good Northwestern defense and won their second consecutive Big Ten title. Clemson beat upstart Pitt to win their fourth consecutive ACC championship. Oklahoma won the Big 12 for the third year in a row, beating Texas in a rematch of the Red River game. which. Ended in controversy, if you ask me, because it was a penalty that was missed on a safety that turned the game on its ear. Washington won the Pac 12 for the second time in three years, giving Jake Brown two conference championships and a stellar career as the quarterback at Washington. The fifth installment of the college football playoff featured number one Alabama, number two Clemson, number three Notre Dame, number four Oklahoma. Bama played Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl, and Clemson played Notre Dame in the Orange Bowl. Both Bama and Clemson dominated those games. Oklahoma made it close at the end. Notre Dame was never in it. And they set up the third meeting for the national championship in the past four years. Christmas Day, Hoops gave us another great sports holiday to have us captivated. The Lakers beat Golden State after LeBron was injured. Uh, they're a young and hungry team outside of LeBron. I really believe they can do great things uh, no matter what. So, the 2018 sports year held the beginnings of many things careers, shows, and the like. Some of my personal highlights this past season I took my father to opening day at City Field, and I have a picture of my dad seeing City Field for the first time completed. He saw it in 2008 before it was done. Going to the horseshoe with one of my best friends in the world, my first Ohio State game uh, at their their park. I saw him last year on the road at Rutgers. Being at my sister's house with my cousins and my sister and my brother-in-law and watching the Baker Mayfield era start and the Cleveland Browns finally win a game and become relevant again. And starting this podcast and really trying my hand at something that so many people told me I'd be good at. I hope it's translated. I hope 2019, sports-wise, can be as good to all of us who enjoy it as 2018 was. But most importantly, I want to thank my amazing wife who inspired me to try this and has supported me ever since. Well, that's the end of our first ever year in review on the Big Recon on Sports. As always, we can be found on social media at BROnSports1 on Twitter, Big Recon on Sports on Facebook, and we can be heard on Google Podcasts, Google Play, and on SoundCloud. Hope you guys enjoyed. We'll be back next week with another episode. think we're going to dive into what the pre-draft uh, rankings are and where the NBA is, but we haven't decided yet. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks.